Hey everyone, this is Brian Pelletier, and welcome to Extraordinary, the Healthcare Leadership Podcast. In this episode, we are interviewing Kate Bathurst, who is a coach focusing on intuitive living and leadership and an energy healer. She is a certified professional coach through IPEC and founder of Kate Bathurst Coaching. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Kate. Thank you, Brian. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. So good to see you, as always. And, and one of the places I want to start is to get a little bit of background. You, know, you, you went to Bowdoin College. You worked there for a while. You, I think you've done some work in nonprofits and then transitioned into your role now as a coach. And I was curious sort of how you navigated that, that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I did, I went to Bowdoin College. I studied sociology there, which is where I really started to realize that I was interested in human behavior and systems level thinking as far as you know what impacts our behavior and our choices. And so I think, yeah, that was the point where I realized that that in particular was a passion of mine. And after I graduated from school, I worked at Bowdoin for a while. You're right, I worked in higher ed and in various roles where I was mentoring students and advising student groups and student activities and doing leadership development programs. And I didn't, at the time, classify that work as coaching, but looking back, it was really laying the foundation for being a coach. I mean, it really was um, a form of coaching Then over time, I worked in various nonprofits and educational organizations and started to notice a trend that my favorite days at work, no matter where I was, uh, were the days where I really got to sit down one-on-one, usually with the director, whoever I was working for, and help them get clear on whatever it was they were navigating. So being a sounding board, if you will. And all of that was happening, you know, over the course of many years, alongside my own personal journey of just healing, doing my own inner work, getting really clear on how I want to show up in the world and what's important to me and um, how to feel really vibrant in my life. And so I hit a point over two years ago now where the two just really converged and I was feeling called to have some kind of my own practice where I was supporting people on their own journey. And it just became really clear that coaching was uh, where I wanted to start as a modality. It's really versatile and really allows for deep work, but in a really practical way. And that was attractive to me. And so um, I found a program. That's when I found IPEC and really just official, you know, made it official and became a coach. And then, um, and then the energy healing piece followed suit because I find it to be a really beautiful complement to the cognitive work of coaching. Very exciting. And yeah. one of the, the pieces that I'm, I'm hearing is we talk a little bit about vibrancy and clarity and some of the pieces that might affect that are maybe the, the negative narrative or the negative thinking that we occasionally 
have. And I was hoping you might be able to talk a little bit about what that is and what that might look like. Absolutely. So when my clients come to me, they're usually seeking more of that vibrancy, right? More of that sense of purpose or well-being or whatever it is for them that is that, that freedom state, really. And they're feeling stuck or stagnant in some area of their lives. And so when I see that stuck place or that stagnant place, you know, I do go to the thought patterns. You know, I working with energy as a client is telling me a story about what's going on for them and where they're stuck. I'm listening to their words and I'm also listening for, okay, what's going on underneath that? So if someone's saying, well, I can't, I just can't seem to make this decision or I just can't seem to take that step. Usually there are some beliefs, some limiting beliefs that are underneath that. And I'm assuming that's what you mean when you say like negative thinking or, you know, these old patterns that hold us back sort of against our will, right? We have the thing that we want to do, the thing, the vision for how we want to move forward. And then we keep bumping up against that invisible block. And usually, I mean, these folks are really self-aware. So this is, those old thought patterns are really sneaky. You know, they sneak in, even though when we think we fully understand the story from a really, you know, rational and logical place, there's still something underneath there that is in our subconscious that's informing the way that we actually take action, the way that, or don't, right? Um, because indecision is a, is a form of action too. So when those patterns show up, it's really important to not just, like I said, look at the story of what's going on, but to really look at, okay, what's the history of that pattern and what is happening in the body energetically when we when that old thought pattern comes up like how is it really impacting or impeding our our dreams and so that's you know when we talk about wanting to be more vibrant or purposeful or have a sense of well-being and connection you know those negative thought patterns are essentially what what are what keep us disconnected from ourselves and keep us making decisions out of doubt or fear or, um, you know, feelings of unworthiness or, you know, some of that really deep stuff that we don't realize is lurking under the surface. And from what you're seeing, you kind of mentioned there, there could be indecision or there could be times when we're may, maybe making rash decisions. And are there certain situations where we might be more apt to be indecisive or more likely to make a decision that we're not quite ready and sh- maybe shouldn't be making? Yeah, it, it depends on the situation, right? But these old kind of thought patterns that get a grip on us can show up in different ways. And so sometimes that's in the form of overwhelm or, you know, there's this analysis paralysis, like, yeah, I can do anything, but, ooh, but there's something in me that believes I shouldn't or couldn't or, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. And that can really lead to indecision or a rash decision. You know, most of the time when folks are, you know, thoughtful and already pretty self-aware, um, 
you know, they're wanting to be diligent about the way they make this decision. We want to be cautious and careful and we go to this place of figuring it out. So we're analyzing the decision and we're looking at the option. Maybe we're making pros and cons lists and, you know, all the little things that we do to fit those puzzle pieces together. But there's something in that process that is fraught and that is not shifting and allowing us to see the full scope of options that are available to us. And if we're not in the practice of tuning in and checking in with ourselves to know like how to really make an aligned decision, um, then we get stuck and there's that paralysis can ensue and that feeling of like, I'm overwhelmed and I just don't know what to do. On the other hand, you know, if our nervous system is going into like a fight or flight kind of place, sometimes that's when the, the rational or the rash decisions are made because, you know, we might be trying to escape a situation that we know isn't aligned. And so therefore we just jump and we take a leap and we're just like, I'm out of here. And without having, again, taken that pause to really check in and see, is this an aligned decision for me? Is it really going to connect me to the way that I really want to feel in my life. And so you're talking a little bit about being a sounding board and seeing others. And so as say someone who is in healthcare, they're in a leadership position and they're going to be working with a lot of people who potentially are overstressed or maybe put more effort than they might need to do in, in their particular role. But so what are some of the questions that they could ask or one of the things that they should be looking out for for their coworkers to identify if they're stuck or to help them get through that period of time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a field, right, where the stakes can be really high and people are moving fast and there's a lot, there's pressure, right? Um, you know, so often we talk about things not being life or death and in the healthcare field, they, they are. So, if someone is in a leadership position and they're looking at their colleagues or the folks who are reporting to them and they're seeing that there is just either that sense of indecision and panic, like that I'm freezing, I don't know what to do, or, you know, decisions are being made that ultimately are not, you know, serving the team or the group or the, you know, there's a patient. I really, I, I go to a really a mindfulness-based place where we're, the goal is always to reconnect that, that person, the person who's in the midst of making that decision, back to themselves. And that's hard to do in this world where we are moving so fast and where there's so much noise and stimulation. And so really any question that puts the focus back just in for a moment. And of course there are practices that help us do this with breath and just developing, cultivating that habit of somatic awareness. Like what's really going on inside my body when I'm faced with this kind of decision? And then therefore how is that impacting the choice that I am making or not making? Um, you know, there are practices that we can cultivate, but if you're seeing someone, you know, if you're, if you're that leader on the outside and you just want to kind of encourage someone to tune back in, really making that connection with that person, like basic things, look them in the eye, get present with them for a moment, take your own deep breath so that you are regulating your nervous system 
that alone will begin the process of regulating and reconnecting and then asking any question like, so what are you experiencing right now while this is, while this decision is in front of you? Or what is the desired outcome really? Because so often we forget to think about that. We just want to make a decision. And if we're in a place of feeling scared, like we don't want to make the wrong decision, sometimes we don't even fully allow ourselves to see the quote, right decision in the moment. So just shifting that focus to what are we really going for here can help someone recalibrate and make a decision based on possibility instead of that fragmented kind of fear or doubt energy. So I, I do want to touch on making decisions, which you you brought up. But before that, I, I mean, I'm picking up some pieces that you're talking about where you're, you're saying, okay, we have to check in with ourselves and I'm wondering how important is it for that leader to first have that self-awareness and that check-in before they're able to help other people? It's so important. In my opinion, it's so important. And in what I see with my clients is, uh, you know, we can't skip that part. So when we are coming from a place where we are intellectual people and we're, you know, we're smart and we're operating from a cognitive space most of the time, that is so useful in so many ways. And when we notice that disconnect, even when we don't notice the disconnect, just in general, if we want to be making really sound decisions, cultivating that relationship with ourselves and whether you call it your intuition or your inner guide or you know whatever it is being able to be really present in our own body and check in from our, regulate our nervous system check in with ourselves before we act or before we have a difficult conversation or before we plan what we're going to do for the day is really essential and it's like a muscle. I mean, we develop that through practicing, but it really has such a huge impact. You know, you're talking about leaders in the field in particular, it impacts their whole team because that we are such social beings that, you know, the tone we're setting is really impacting those around us as well. So, so now to tie in a little bit of what we've been talking about with the decision making. So what are some of the the pieces that we might be struggling with with, when we're trying to make decisions? And you kind of brought up sort of the quote unquote right decision, which is something we often look for. But what are some of the those pieces that we might be missing when we're looking for clarity in that decision making process? Yeah. I mean, it certainly depends on what the decision is, but what we sometimes bump up against against is, you know, yeah, this concept of I need to make the right decision. Like there's a right decision and I've got to get it right. Um, you know, fearing our own power, especially, you know, you're talking about the healthcare industry. Again, there's, you know, there there is that. I mean, people's health is under consideration. So um you know, sometimes the doubt about, am I really qualified to make this decision or um, questions, you know, talking about decisions in general when it comes to our lives, when it comes to the next step in our career or a relationship or, you know, whether or not to hire someone or fire someone or, you know, really 
any of these decisions that are going to impact potentially someone else's life, life, but also our own, questions come up around what does it mean to be purposeful? You know, what am I really doing here? What am I, what, what is the meaning of this? And that seems like a big, broad existential question, but it does get in the way sometimes when we lose sight of what we're really going for and we're making decisions either too quickly or from a place of fear or a place of self-sabotage. And sometimes we don't even realize we're doing that. Um, Most of the time we don't then we start to lose sight of the overall the purpose and why you know why it is we're doing what we're doing and therefore we don't have a guide for how to make decisions so you know each and every decision is going to feel fraught and heavy and um harder to navigate than if we're really clear within ourselves on what we're going for every day, how we want to approach our lives and our work and our well-being and how we want our relationships to go, how we want people to feel when they're done having an interaction with us. So if we're trying to zoom in on on a specific decision, so someone's trying to to gauge whether like they're in a specific role and if they should move up or lateral or do something completely different what are some of the questions that they can ask themselves and use as a check-in to decide whether or not they're ready or they should be making that change? Yeah. So, you know, there are the questions that maybe, you know, come to mind immediately. So, okay, you're trying to decide, like you said, of what to do your next move in your career, right? Or, um, that that's the question you're asking, right? Is like, yeah, the next step um, that that I want to take. So, you know, there are questions, there are big picture questions like, well, where do I really see myself in five years, right? That's a, that's a visioning question that can be really helpful. But there are also uh, these other questions about how do I want to feel in my life and my work? And what are, you know, what are the strengths? What are the gifts that I'm here to share? And will this new position let me do that? You know, really what, if I really feel into what my sense of purpose is, is this, is this career move aligned with that? Well, now I have something to work with and not just like, gee, does this decision sound good? Or does it have, you know, some tangible pieces that are attractive to me, but really like, is it aligned with my vision for my life? And then there's, for me, the important piece, which is the one we often skip over is how does it actually feel in my body when I feel into this choice versus that choice? What is my whole system telling me? And that piece of listening deeply and connecting back into ourselves, that's how we access our intuition. And that's how we make the choices that are most aligned and will ultimately keep us in that vibrant state of well-being that we want to be functioning from. Thank you. That is fantastic. It's really helpful information. So as we're winding down, I want to to so give you a chance to talk a little bit about where people could find you, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you're, you're working on right now? 
Absolutely. Thank you. So I am based in South Portland, Maine, and I do have a a physical practice. So I work with folks in person here. And I also work with folks over the phone. So no matter where you are, where you're listening, if this resonates and you want to connect, you can find me at katebathriscoaching.com. And I have um, a bit of an Instagram and Facebook presence as well. So um, I'm out there and people can absolutely find me. Very good. Well, Kate, I really appreciate your time. It was great talking to you and uh, look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you so much, Brian. It's been a pleasure. That concludes our show. Thank you for listening. And more importantly, thank you for being extraordinary. Extraordinary.